Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the Texas Outlaw Running Talk Show. This is your host, Briston Rains. I'm the founder, owner, and Texas Division Race Director here at Texas Outlaw Running. This episode you're about to listen to is known as Shooting the Bull. Shooting the Bull episodes release every Monday and we shoot the bull about running, fitness, and life itself. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a rating. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy this show of us shooting the bull. Good morning, Asher Hamlin. Hey, good morning, Briston. You're supposed to call me by my college nickname. What is it? Bristow Bristow's Pork and Beans. Bristow Bristow Pork and Beans. There we go. Hey, man, so we just got back from spending eight days in the woods in a tent. I just got done running 20 miles the day before yesterday, picking up course markings. Man, we got a lot of unpack in 20 minutes, let me tell you. (laughs) <laughs> with that being said, before I hop into it, Asher, I want to ask you, do you have anything crazy or adventurous that has happened in the past mm, eight days that's worthy of the shooting the bull episode? Man, you put me on the spot. Um, I take it no. as a no then. So no, go All ahead. Right. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. man, we, uh, we went out there. I'm proud of Carly. She ain't, she ain't on the on this episode, but I'm proud of her. She went through eight days camping with me in the woods, but I had to pay a payment. You want to know what that payment was? What's that, that payment? I had to get I had to get up with her every night at midnight to take her to the restroom. So that was my payment. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, man, yeah, she she's a warrior. Um, because she you know she she likes things uh clean and being indoors, you know. So. Yeah, she's good, man. But yeah, bro, we went out there on a Monday, like last week. And let me tell you, man, all these days just run together. Just one big day. But yeah, yeah we got out there Monday, started course marking Tuesday. Uh, we got all our course marking done, man. We had, uh, oh yeah, I had this weird, really weird encounter while I was out on the trail, man. So I was course marking the last part of the trail. And uh, as I'm course marking, I hear this guy come up behind me and he says, Hey, oh, I look behind me and bro, this guy had a full Iron Man suit. It looked like an Iron Man suit, like metal on his body, covering his body from head to toe. We're in the middle of the woods, bro. Like we're five miles from any, from any road. I don't know how this guy got back here. And then on his feet, he has an electric unicycle with a mountain bike tire and he stops and he's, he's talking to me and he's asking what I'm doing and stuff. And then he says, yeah, my friends call me bubbles. I was like, dude, this guy was like straight up a movie, like straight out of a movie character. Oh, a guy, I should just had some guy run past his car. That's funny. No, <laughs> <laughs> I was talking and then I actually had some guy <laughs> run by his truck. <laughs> Tell him to listen to the podcast. I was thinking about it, bro. I was like, let me run, let me yell out the window. Hey bro, I'm recording a running podcast right now. I bet you'd like it. But I was yeah, like, nah, that, I'm like That's funny. Anyways, go ahead. Go ahead. But anyways. Anyways, I'm talking to this guy. He goes by bubbles, but this guy is like straight up like out of a movie, bro. It's like he's like one of those like Disney animation films where is that where there's like this super uh, outgoing, like wild guy. But yeah, from head to toe, man, 
he had like metal gear on and he's on this electric unicycle with mountain bike tie. I don't know how he made it through some of the stuff I was on, man. Like, I don't, I don't know how he did it, but then he took off. He's like, all right, I'll see you later. And he like took off. Uh, that, that was a really odd encounter I had. Huh. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, so anyways, I got back to the trail, man. And, um, and then after that, we were, uh, putting on the race and, oh yeah, this is something to talk about, dude, this is literally the, the race director's worst nightmare. I kind of gave it away there, but are right, you ready for this? <laughs> yeah. So. I call our um, porty potty place on on Thursday, and I I uh, said, "Hey, uh, are y'all going to be delivering uh, soon? Like, when are you going to be delivering?" They're like, yeah, we'll get it there Friday. I was like, "Okay." Um, Friday comes, we have like our packet pickup, and everybody's like, "Where's the porta potties at? You know, where's the porta potties?" So I call the porta potty place at three o'clock on Friday, three p.m., and I'm like, "Hey guys, um, I'm like, you know." One of the porta parties is gonna get here, and they're like, "Oh, it's in route. We're like in four different. We're in like a different city right now, but we'll be there eventually." I was like, "Okay." So I didn't think nothing of it. Um, and then uh, Saturday or Friday night comes, and I'm we're laying in our tent, and I, it's like ten o'clock at night, and I'm thinking, I'm like, I never saw those porta potties get delivered. <laughs> I was like, surely they're going to deliver. Like, I called twice. Surely they're going to deliver. Yeah. Kind of cut me up a little bit. I was I was like, should I go check? I was like, no. Nah. I was like, no, nah, I don't need to go check. It'll, if it's there, it'll be there. I was like, if not, we might have to tell people to use restroom on the way in, and then they might have to just drive down to the campground. So, anyways, uh, I show up Saturday morning at 5 in the morning, 5.30, um, 30 minutes before packet pickup and lo and behold there are no porta bodies <laughs> and the race starts in an hour and a half <laughs> oh. so i i call luckily they have an emergency number man i call the company and i'm like please like surely somebody's gonna answer and it says they're closed saturday sunday on the online i'm like crap um, so I call, uh, you know, they have an emergency number. Luckily, thank the Lord for that. And the guy's like, Oh, I'm, I'm really sorry about that, man. Uh, he's like, I'm going to get somebody over there ASAP. You know, um, I'm really sorry about that. You know, we'll try to figure out what happened anyways. Yeah. So 6am comes back and pick up. I don't hear a call back. Nothing. I call back again. I'm like, hey, guys, um, you know, how, how do I know when the porta potty is going to be here? And he's like, well, I really can't give you an exact time. Like, I really can't. That's basically what he was saying. He's like, but I got a driver coming. I'll give you his number, blah, blah, blah. So anyways, 30 minutes goes by. It's 30 minutes before the race, our championship starts, which luckily it was only like 15 people. Um, and they yeah. all got my email or and used the restroom before or they all went to the campsites. Um, 30 minutes before the race starts, I call again. I'm like, Hey guys, like I haven't gotten a call from your driver. Are these things coming? It's like, yeah, man, they're, they're coming I'm, again. I'm really sorry, but they're, they are coming. I was like, okay. I mean, I was told that five times and never got anything back. So 
Anyways, so I finally get a call from the driver. He's coming in route. He gets there like right when the 100K championship starts. He gets there, drops him off. Um, and then uh, I tell him to go over and drop another one off at the other aid station. So anyways, the race is going on, and then he, he calls me. And he's like, hey. He's like, there's already porta potties at this other aid station. And so what they had done is on Friday night, they delivered all the porta potties to the aid station. Instead of following my instructions on the email, they just delivered all three of them to the other side of the lake, and they didn't deliver any to the start and finish line. Oh. So that's where they messed up. So we had three over there and two over at the start and finish line. But these porta potties were nice, man. They had hand washing station, LED lights in them. They were clean. They had a phone holder, a cup holder, the whole thing, bro. They're pretty nice. <laughs> And they were free because they messed up. So, wow, all of yeah. them. Yeah. So there's a porta potty story there. But anyways, that happened. I got a porta potties, and the race went on, and it was really cool to see a lot of the people running um, the the race. It's a really unique race, man. I mean, 32 mile loop in Texas. Hold on, Carl. I'm getting to it. Carly's already trying to hop on the podcast. <laughs> Man, I don't know when we started this thing. But anyways, the race is going on, man. And um, I get a, I get an email from somebody on the course. They email me. It's kind of funny. Um, they were like, hey, this guy like, like broke his shoulder or arm or something, basically. And he's he's walking in. I did, she was like, I didn't know what to do, basically. Or like who to contact, which my phone number is all around the course to where if um, people do need to contact me, they can. But anyways, he walks back, man, holding his shoulder. And uh, I I called a, a, um, like an EMS guy. Like I didn't call the ambulance, but I called someone to come check him out. The fire truck came, guy checked him out. Uh, anyways, they ended up loading him up in an ambulance. <laughs> took him to a hospital and um, he had, uh, he came back and he had dislocated his shoulder and fractured, fractured his arm or something. Um, But anyways, what's funny though is, is one of our volunteers, his name's Lee. Lee was um, running that race because it was the 15 K. Lee was running that race and Lee said that, when he was running, he saw him running, and the guy that had dislocated him and had dislocated his shoulder and broke and fractured it. He was running with his hands at his side while running on the super rocky trail. He's running with his hands on this side, and Lee said when he tripped and fell, he said he felt he felt like he was falling into his grave. He just straight smacked into the smacked into the trail. <laughs> Nothing stopping him, man. Um, yeah. That poor guy, yeah. He he'd come in. He had like a, a scrape on his head. Yeah, it was pretty rough. Oof. But um, he was in good spirits, so that was good. Yeah. And then I got another email. It was another guy on the course. I'm not gonna say who it was, but he had basically um, his foot swelled up to the size of a football, and he had to go to urgent care. But uh, other than that, man, that was the only emergencies we had. I get like the the big emergencies we had. Uh, was that because a broken ankle or 
like a sprained ankle or something? No, like it was a uh, torn, a torn um, plantier. I think it was a, a torn plantier or something like that. One of his faster or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. But anyways, huh. uh, but that, that guy's a tough guy to run to that point. Like that's a lot. It takes a lot of notes off to even to run to that that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. Um, and then the race was finishing up and it was a good race, man. We're going to have, we had Josh and Nikki out there filming the whole thing. It's going to be on YouTube. So I'm not going to spoil who wins, but, um, it was a really close race and it was, it was fun. It was fun to watch. Um, but as the race came in, people came in, they were finishing their hundred K and, uh, one of our last guys, (laughs) he had run off, run off the course onto the road like with like a mile left to finish, he ran off the course and onto the road because there's a, he said there was a pack of coyotes that was like right near him. Oh and he goodness. got scared and he said he jumped to this guy's backyard and ran onto the road and I checked his watch. It was legit. Um, but anyways, that was funny. And then, uh, but anyways, we wrapped up, man. And that was a late night, late night. Last runner came in at 5 a.m. We were tired yeah for whatever reason the morning man i don't know if it was nerves like a like a stress decomp uh decomp or whatever it's called decompress or if it was just me being me but i felt terrible in the morning man like i always do like anytime if it's between four and six a.m i feel sick i don't know why i just do and so i uh threw threw up twice before i could even go to sleep (laughs) We had a cleanup at 10 a.m., so I was trying to sleep before then, but I threw up twice, and then I, like, laid in my chair, and then I got to 7 a.m., and I uh, finally got up. I, I, like, fell asleep in my chair for an hour, and then I hopped in my tent and slept in there for two or three more hours. Then we got up, and I felt better, and we cleaned up, man, and I it took us three days to clean up, so I got done, or really two. I got done Monday evening. The long, long days, man. Uh, I forgot who it was. I think I think it was Philip, um, our, one of our Texas Atlas elite runners. She had texted me something like, "How does it feel to be done or whatever?" And I had literally just walked in the door of our house, and I was like, "I was like Saturday felt like yesterday, and it was Tuesday." So like Golly. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, really Monday to Monday, like it what seven days eight days yeah all, all felt like one big day dude one big work day so we got her done though we got her done we got her done it was a success so that's good but that's a little that's the highlights of the race man that's the highlights of the race but i'm really excited for the film coming out on our youtube channel we're actually uh yeah it'll be out by the by the time this podcast is up but we did a little runner spotlight for one of our Texas Outlaw Elite Runners, and he also competed in this race. And so we did, uh, or Josh and Nikki, they put together a a video that shows his preparation going into the championship. And so it's like this little 10-minute video of him sharing his story, going into his training, and him getting ready for the championship. Now, when the championship video releases, which will probably, I bet, be around January, you'll get to see who actually wins the race. Um but this is one of the lead runners for that race. And 
that'll be up by the time this podcast is already up. So y'all can check that out on our Texas Outlaw Running Company YouTube channel. But Sweet. yeah, man. But hey, I'll tell you what, man. I, I learned a lot from this race. We were it was two or three AM. It was cold. Uh Lee, our volunteer, had brought in a a heater, like a huge propane heater. And so we were all sitting around it. Like it was tall, like a big one. Uh we were all sitting around it. And I'll tell you what, man, time flew. We were just talking and having a good time. He cooked up some New York strip steaks that uh, they were Ooh. man. The runners came in. We had like four runners all coming at once. They had they had found each other and they all ran in all at once, which was really cool. Yeah. And at the finish line, they got some steak because <laughs> we just got done cooking it up. So that's awesome. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man, I have to say it was uh one heck of a race, man. And I seriously, I think if anyone runs any race that we do, it's got to be this one. It's really. It's it's dude. It's a thirty mile loop, and the terrain changes every five to ten miles, and it's beautiful. Like the mile, right about mile fifteen to twenty five ish, right there, mile fifteen and twenty five on this thirty one mile loop. It is beautiful, man. You get like a lake, beautiful lake lookout. There's old structures. It's all single track trail. A lot of steep climbs on that section. But it's pretty, man. It's pretty. That's for sure. Um, one of our volunteers, she had a, she, this is funny. She had course when she course marked that part of the section because she course marked that part for me. She did ten miles, um, but she had tied a orange reflective ribbon around a cactus, and I was thinking, why would you tie around a cactus? But I guess that's all she had. Like there weren't really any branches around. Um, and so I pull the ribbon and it flies off and the, or the, the cactus flies off and it hits me in the leg and I get, and oh. I get all these tiny, tiny cactus prickly things, like yeah, hundreds yeah. of them on my leg. And so I spend the next 10 minutes plucking them out of my leg. And I was thinking, you know, I was like, come on, like, this is ridiculous. And then I I stepped on it with both my shoes and pulled the ribbon off of it. We called it good there. Um, but yeah, course tip, whenever you're volunteering, don't, don't be tying around cactuses. <laughs> Those are not easy to get off. Yeah. But yeah, man, I think that's a good I think that's a good highlight recap of the championship um as far as the race director perspective goes. I think that's a really good uh, highlight recap, kind of just highlighting all the major things that happened. I'm sure I might have missed a thing or two, but those are what I remember right off the top of my head. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Yep. Do you have any uh, uh, any DNFs, anything like that? Yeah, yeah, we had a couple. We had a few. Um, obviously, the injured runners, they were out. Um, but we had we had a few, few DNFs. Not a lot, but a few. Um so would you would you call it one of our easier longer races or pretty hard or what? Um, I mean, this course has this course has um, six mile six or seven miles of pavement. It has a couple miles of Jeep road, like open Jeep road. You don't got to think on it. So you're looking at ten miles of a relatively flat open surface, and the other twenty miles is pretty technical, yeah. But um, it's not too bad. So. 
Yeah, man, I would say it's a it's a fast hundred guy course because it's not completely all on single track trail. Um gotcha. and I like the mix up, man. I like the mix up because you're on single track, crazy rocky trail, then you're on pavement, then you're climbing up a dam, then you're back on a Jeep road, then you're going back on single track for about ten miles, then you hop on a Jeep road again, then you hop back on some single yeah. track, and then you finish. So it's a good mix, man. Like this is a cool course. I wish I could have ran it myself. Um, but this is, there's nothing like it, man. I mean, we're probably the, I think we're the, we're the second race in Texas to have a 30 mile course. I, I think there's only two, two races in Texas that do it and it's Bandera and I guess us, but I could be wrong. But I, I yeah. Mean, I think that's it, man. So just because yeah. a, a 30 mile plus loop is so difficult to find and make in Texas. Yep. Yep. It is. Yeah. And I mean, this one's a little sketchy because I mean, people can jack with my course markings, man. Like it's right by town. Like people can, it's on a public trail and I had stuff at parks that tons of people go to and they could easily steal my stuff. So there's some, right. like, there's some logistical challenges there. So I can see why it's not a common thing to have a, have a uh, race there, but apparently there have been races there. I just didn't know about them. Like I couldn't find them on the <laughs> internet, but Apparently there are some races that do happen there, but I guess we're the first 50 K hundred K out there. So yeah, yeah, man, but Hey, it's well, a good wrap up. I guess we're going to be going into the backland again this year, our last person standing race. So that'll be fun, man. Um, I think the biggest takeaway I learned from this for the runners themselves is that whenever I think I saw a lot of these runners. They didn't. Um, they didn't quit. Um, I guess the hundred k runners. They didn't quit on their second loop. Um, most of them. Most of them. They like when they came in there and they did thirty one miles and they had another loop to go another thirty one miles. That's kind of mentally taxing because you already know what the course looks like. You know what you have to do again, and you're tired and your legs are blown up, you know, you're going to be right. dark, dark and cold too. So yeah, uh, just seeing them willfully choose to go back out there and be strong about it and have a good attitude about it. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Nothing like it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then we had this one girl, I'll, I'll say this too, and we'll wrap it up, man. But we had this one girl come in finishing. It was like, it was like two or three a.m. She had just got done running sixty three, sixty four miles, and she's running in, and she trips over this curb, and just falls on the ground, man, hard. Uh, and she's like ten meters from the finish line. So we go over there, and we like make sure she's okay. We help her up, and uh, we get her in patch her up she's okay she ends up being okay um just a couple scrapes but yeah that was rough but she came in man just boom fell and i was like after 64 miles that's got to be rough but yeah but uh yeah man that's all the cool stories i got for you but hey if y'all enjoyed the podcast if y'all enjoyed this podcast textile running talk show make sure to leave us a rating please we would really appreciate it um again and then also shout out to all of our volunteers that came out to the race we had quite a few 
and they really helped out a lot. One of the guys, um, he actually listens to our podcast. And so he says he listens to it on the way to work. So shout out to you, man. Um, but we have our Christian trail running podcast releasing here pretty soon. The Christian trail bros podcast. Y'all will be able to find that. That's going to be more so, um, we are going to talk about trail running and stuff, but we're going to hop into the Bible and we're going to tie it into life and running, um, and talk a little bit about the Bible. Like some things I have in my mind is like, how do we know God's real? Uh, how do we know the Bible's accurate? Things like that. Those questions you may have, um, as an open-minded person, we're going to, we're going to talk about those things on that podcast. So you guys can check that out there. And if you want to support the show, come sign up for a race. It's the best way you can do it. So with that being said, Asher. Happy trails, y'all. Sign up for a race. Come <laughs> run with us. Yeah. I think we got 17. So it's a lot. Yeah. But anyways, wow. yeah, we'll see y'all next Monday on the shooting the bull episode. So see y'all then.